Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24 and 25, but we're going to read the King James Version. King James Version, Mark's Gospel, 11, 24 and 25. Seeing that we are currently teaching on the subject of faith, I have decided to continue on the same theme, and teach on the prayer of faith recorded in Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 24. So let's read these two verses from the King James Version, because the King James Version is the only version that adds the word desire in, which is very important concerning the theme or the subject we're going to be teaching this afternoon. Jesus is speaking to his disciples here and he says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if you have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. Now, verse 25 goes along with verse 24. But in today's lesson, and for the sake of time, we will focus our attention only on verse 24. Next week, we will go further into verse 25 that deals with the subject of forgiveness. Now, in Mark 11, 24, Jesus is teaching his disciples how to receive the God-given desires through the prayer of faith. He simply said, pray your desires, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. It is as simple as that. Pray your desires, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, before we go any further in our study, we need to define the word desire. And I've looked it up in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. The word desire means or is a synonym to to long or hope for. To long or hope for. It also means to express a wish for, a usually formal request or petition for some action, to make a request, an earnest request, to entreat, to petition, or to plea. All those are synonyms or definitions of the word desire. 
it is important to note that not every desire is from God. We have carnal and fleshly desires. We also have desires of the soul. And we also have desires of the spirit, spiritual desires. It is for this reason that we need to exercise discernment in order to establish through the word of God those desires or dreams which are spiritual and are placed in our heart by the Holy Spirit who indwells us. Scripture says in Psalm 37 verse 4 that if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of our heart. To delight ourselves in the Lord simply means that we find our greatest pleasure and delight in fellowship with the Lord. It also means that we exist to love God with all of our heart and to serve him with joy and gladness. Now, to such believers, God grants them the desires of the heart according to the word of God. It is to those disciples Jesus said, Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, the Bible teaches there are different kinds of prayer. There is the prayer of dedication or commitment. There is intercessory prayer. There is the prayer of thanksgiving and praise. And there is also the prayer of faith. Not all prayer is the same, nor do the same rules apply to every kind of prayer. Today, we will specifically look at the prayer which is commonly known as the prayer of faith, by which we give substance to our desires, our hopes, our dreams, and thus bring them from the realm of the Spirit into this natural physical realm. This is the way Jesus taught us to release these desires from the spirit realm into this natural realm. Now, please notice that Mark eleven twenty four says, we are to pray our desires and not the problem. Many believers today continue to pray, but in their prayers they continue to tell God the problems they face or the difficult situations they find themselves in. But that is not what Jesus instructed us to do. God knows your problem. He knows your situation. You don't have to tell him what you're going through. He said, pray what you desire, not the problem Pray your desires. So I will take this opportunity today to teach from the Word of God, and I will also give some personal testimony of how I use this prayer of faith in my own personal life as well as in my ministry. Now, I want to emphasize that I don't share these testimonies to brag on myself, but rather to give glory to God and to the faithfulness of his word. In sharing with you some of these testimonies, 
I'm making myself very vulnerable and being very transparent. From what I know and have widely witnessed in the body of Christ, this particular prayer in Mark 11:24 has often been used and abused by immature and carnal believers who thought that gaining excessive material wealth is godliness. This is not what this kind of prayer is all about. The desires and the dreams we are talking about are those that are connected and related to the will of God and the purposes of God for your life. I want to repeat this because it's very important. You can't just desire anything and pray the prayer of faith and expect God to answer that prayer. The desires or the dreams that we're talking about are those that are connected and related to the will of God and the purposes of God for your life. At least that's the way I've understood this verse, and that's how I have practiced it. That is why I have entitled this message, Faith and Desires. Faith and Desires. Faith has desires, and they always line up and are in agreement with the will of God for our lives, as well as in agreement with the purposes of God and the assignments that God has given us to fulfill while we are here on earth. This prayer in Mark 11:24 is one that is primarily prayed on behalf of yourself. If you notice in the verse Mark 11:24, Jesus mentioned the word you four times. Whatever ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So this prayer is prayed primarily on behalf of yourself, what you desire, not what somebody else desires. You can't pray your desires for someone else or on someone else. I recall a conversation, a young Bible school student who was attending Rhema Bible School this conversation he had with Kenneth e. Hagen when the students say to Hagen that Mark 11:24 does not work. And the student went on to explain that he prayed that same prayer for his uncle's recovery who was at the hospital at the time, but instead of recovering, his uncle died. Well, the student argued saying that he fervently believed that his uncle would recover because he believed that he received according to Mark 11:24. Hagen then said to him, I know that you desired for your uncle to recover and you did pray the prayer of faith, but let me ask you a question. What did your uncle desire? What was his desire? And the young man said that his uncle wanted to go on and be with the Lord his desire was to go home because he was old and he knew the Lord and um, all his affairs were in order. 
So he just wanted to go home and be with the Lord. Then Hagen said to him, well, your uncle received what he desired. He received the desire of his faith. I'm just bringing a point here that you can't pray what you desire for someone else. In praying the prayer of faith for someone else, we need to bring that other person onto the same page, onto the same level as us, before we pray. In such cases, we can rather pray the prayer of agreement, which is recorded in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 18 and verse 19. Please notice also that the prayer of faith is prayed only once. Not too many times, only once. From there on, we pray, we believe we receive, and then go about our business thanking God and believing we received what we asked for. That is the prayer of faith. The manifestation of our prayer will come in due course. Every time you think about that prayer request, you give thanks to God. Thank him for receiving what you prayed for. And start acting like you have what you prayed for. That's important. Because faith without corresponding action, James says, it is dead. Jesus said that we shall have those things we desired if we believe we receive when we pray. Notice. We release our faith when we pray and not when we see the manifestation of our prayer. This is very important. Most of us practice this in reverse. What do I mean by that? We believe we receive only when we see the results of our prayer rather than when we prayed. Well, that is like putting the cart before the horse. Thomas did the same thing when he said to the rest of the disciples, when they announced to him that Jesus was raised from the dead, he said, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. That's John 20 verse 25. Of course, Jesus rebuked Thomas when he appeared the second time to the disciples. And he said to Thomas, be not faithless, but believing. And he went on to say that the blessed ones are those who have not seen yet believed. We believe when we pray that we receive, not when we see the physical evidence of it. Now, we have said this several times in the last few weeks, that people who walk by faith see things and speak of things which are not seen. That doesn't mean they don't exist. You just can't see them because they are in the realm of the spirit. They call things which do not exist as though they did because they do exist but they're not in this natural realm. They are in the spiritual realm, and it requires your faith to release them into this natural physical world. That's what faith does. Jesus said in John 6, 47, 
Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Notice the words Jesus uses here in John 6, 47. He who believes has, not going to have, but has, present tense. The moment we believe is the moment we receive. The moment we believe is the moment we have our petitions. Not when we see or feel them, but when we believe we receive. That's when we receive. 1 John 5.14 confirms exactly this, and I want you to look at it. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, a very important verse concerning praying the prayer of faith. John says, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. John says that if we know God hears our prayer, then we also know that we have the petitions we have asked of him. How do we know that God hears our prayer? John explains, because we ask according to his will. His will is his word. God's word is his will. We know we have received what we asked for because we have asked, John says, according to his word. Whatever his word promised us, we can receive it through the simple prayer of faith. Let me ask you a question. What do you desire? Jesus said, whatever you desire. Notice, this is important. When we walk with the Lord in an intimate relationship, we will always desire what he desires. I want to, I want to say that again because that's very important. When we walk with the Lord in an intimate relationship, we will always desire what he desires. His desires become our desires, and our desires become his desires. He that is joined unto the Lord, Scripture says, is one spirit. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, Psalm 37 verse 4 says that he gives us the desires of our hearts. Now these, of course, are legitimate desires, which the word of God promises to us and reveals to us. For instance, when it comes to our health and healing for our bodies, it is the will of God for us to be whole and healthy. When it comes to provision for our family, when it comes to divine protection for us and our children, when it comes to divine prosperity for our business and places of work, plus so many other desires that deal with our redemption, our deliverance, and our prosperity in Christ. These are legitimate desires that are given to us from the Spirit of God as we fellowship with Him. 
when I was younger, in my faith as well as in age, I desired a number of things. And I recall that every one of those, des of those desires, of those things that I desired, as I tested them with the Word of God, they were in line with the Lord's will for my life. And as I prayed, believed God that I received when I prayed, not when I saw the result or the manifestation, God granted me every one of those desires. Now, as I said, I'm going to share also from my own personal walk with the Lord, share some of the testimonies, only a few. But I do this, as I said, not to brag about my faith or myself, but to brag on the Lord Jesus and to give glory to God and to the faithfulness of his word. So I'm going to share just a few of those desires I engaged my faith in through this type of prayer as a testimony to giving glory to God and credit to his word. I'm going to begin with Stephen, our son Stephen. Sorry if you're listening, Stephen. I hope you don't mind. But this was one of the wonderful miracles, one of the wonderful answers to our desire that God has granted us. So one of the things my wife and I, both of us, greatly desired was to have a son. We already had two girls, and we decided to have another child, and we believed and desired that God would honor that desire and give us a son. Now, it was during the time I was learning about faith, about the prayer of faith, <laughs> and I started practicing what I have learned from Mark 11:24. So we decided to put into practice Mark 11:24. We wrote our desire, our prayer on a piece of paper with my wife. We prayed the prayer of faith. We signed that prayer and believed we received when we prayed. This is very important. From the time Chris fell pregnant, we spoke about the son the Lord had given us. There was no doubt in our heart or mind that the child was a boy. Now, to the eyes of our family, please understand that we come from a Greek community, Greek culture. This was very irreverent and boastful and proudful. They would say to us, how can you tell God that you want a son? You should just accept what he gives you rather than demanding what you want. Of course, they didn't understand Mark 11, 24. Jesus said, whatever you desire. And, and sometimes I ask believers, what do you desire? And they would come back to me with, well, I desire what God desires. Yeah, but what do you desire? Jesus always asked people who demanded mercy from him, what do you want from me? You know, the blind beggar shouted out, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus said, what do you want me to do for you? What do you desire? And often, I think God wants us to spell out exactly what we desire, what we want. And so... When Chris went to the shops to buy clothes for the baby, she chose all of them blue. 
Her sister laughed and made fun of her because of it. You know, when you walk by faith, people will laugh at you. People will make fun of you. Put People will mock at you. But you know, he who loves last, loves best. Loves always better. Sure enough, the boy was born and we named him Stephen after my dad. Now, Stephen is a product of the prayer of our faith. He has given us so much joy. And now he's serving the Lord, preaching and teaching the word of God alongside his father. What a wonderful testimony of Mark 11:24. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to share another testimony with you. And this is one of the most passionate and strongest desires the Spirit of God birthed in my heart at the beginning of my ministry. And this was the desire to evangelize the Greek nation worldwide. This was not a small desire. This was huge. It was a passionate desire that was birthed in my heart by the Spirit as I fellowshiped and walked with the Lord. I prayed the prayer of faith according to Mark eleven twenty four. Well, to cut a long story short in how I launched my ministry to the Greek people, that desire was granted to me in abundance. For many years, God the Father went ahead of me, opened up many doors to evangelize the Greek communities, not just in Zimbabwe, but around the world, beginning with the little town of Masvingo, where I began my ministry. Opportunities and platforms were supernaturally provided for me in aiding me to proclaim the gospel in my mother tongue, including daily slots on television stations in Greece for many years. God would supernaturally bring people to me. Finances would come in and, and they would help me and assist me in this ministry of evangelizing the Greek community. And that's worldwide, South Africa, United States, Canada, Australia, Cyprus, Greece. And this miraculous expansion of my ministry to the Greek nation was the result of a passionate desire the Spirit of God birthed in my heart. These were probably the most adventurous years of my ministry, I would say. And I thank God for having given me that opportunity. Now, we are talking about Praying the desires of your heart and believing you receive when you pray. Believing you receive when you pray. Another testimony that I'd like to share with you, and this was another passionate desire which the Lord granted us, my wife and I, through the prayer of faith, was the three spouses of our children. I would always say, I married all three children of mine by faith long before they were married. And, and those of you who know me, you know that I'm very passionate when it comes to my children, and now, of course, my grandchildren. We desired godly spouses for each one of them. Because they were raised in a godly environment, their desire was no different from the parents' desire when it came to marrying believing spouses. Well, we prayed those desires into existence 
by believing that we received when we prayed. And sure enough, as Jesus promised, in due time, they showed up, all three of them. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Give me a sign that you're listening, please. Those of you who's got the camera on. I will share maybe a couple more. When we knew by the Spirit of God that he wanted us to settle in the city of Cape Town, my wife and I desired to have a house that was big enough to hold church services in as we had no building yet and to be able to offer hospitality to people when they would come to visit from other cities. So we wrote on a piece of paper exactly what we desired to see in the house that we would purchase. We also believed that God would be able to grant us the ability, because as we sold our business in Zimbabwe and came to South Africa, that we would be able to buy that house without borrowing from any institution. We wrote our desire on a piece of paper, gave exact details of what we desired, what we wanted in a house. We prayed the prayer of faith. We signed it together and believed we received when we prayed. Now, we looked all over the place in Cape Town. And we didn't have any specific place because our congregation at that time was made up of five Greek families. And um, they were scattered all over the city. In a few weeks after praying that prayer of faith, believing we received, we came upon the house that had everything we wanted. Next month, in the month of July, will be exactly 28 years we've had the pleasure of living in this house. We paid for it in full, and we have been enjoying every moment of every day we have lived here. Don't tell me that this faith stuff doesn't work. I have proved it time and time and time again. And so when we first moved into the house, I need to share that with you. I found it somewhat difficult to accept such a great blessing, and the devil took advantage of that. For several days, I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would sit in our lounge while the enemy would beat me over, over the head with accusations and condemnation. He would whisper in my ear and say things like, who do you think you are living in a house like this? What are people going to say about you being a pastor and living in such luxury and extravagance? And for a while I believed him until one evening God's presence just came into the room and began to minister to me. The words that he spoke to my heart that evening continue to ring in my mind and in my heart even to this day. God's presence was so powerful in that room. And the Spirit of God said to me, Son, do you remember the many times you left your wife and your children behind and traveled for me and the gospel for weeks at a time? Your wife released the best she had for me and the gospel in releasing you 
and I wanted to give her the very best in providing her with this house. Well, that shut the devil's mouth for good. And the Lord said to me, this is her reward for her obedience to me in accordance to Mark, Mark's gospel, chapter 10, verse 29 and 30. From that evening forward, I have never again felt guilty or condemned for living in this house. Let me say this as we are about to close our message today. Wherever I cast my eyes, I see evidence of the wonderful results of the prayer of faith, praying the desires of my heart and by faith seeing them come to pass. I could give you testimony after testimony of how the prayer of faith worked for me and brought blessing after blessing in my life, in my family and my ministry. But for the sake of, of time, I will give you one more testimony and share with you one of the most outstanding miracles I have witnessed and received in praying the prayer of faith. From the beginning of our ministry here in Cape Town, God put a desire in my heart to have a building for our church family, one that was suitable for our needs and one that we would own ourselves without any debt on it. I shared my desire with our then congregation, which was made up primarily of Greek people. I prayed the prayer of faith and began to declare from that moment forward that God has blessed us with a beautiful building that was paid for. Some would mock and laugh at me, especially when they saw the size of our congregation. And they were wondering, where is the money going to come from? What is this guy talking about? He must have lost it. You know what? I continued to believe. I wasn't influenced by what they thought about me, what they said about me. I couldn't care less. I prayed. I believed I received. And I decreed and declared from that moment that we have the building that we desired. We sowed our seed in faith, which at that time was 10,000 rand. We sowed into missions and we believed we received. Today, the building our church family gathers to worship together and do our ministry work from stands as a testimony to the prayer of faith. Praise God forevermore. So this prayer that I'm teaching you, it works. It works, folks. I've tested it so many times. And finally, I will share with you my final, probably this will be my final desire. I don't know. As I move on in years and in age, my one passionate desire which I have placed before the Lord through the prayer of faith is to leave behind a legacy of spiritual sons and daughters who are trained and equipped to continue this ministry of teaching, preaching, 
or with the gift and the calling that God has given them and restoring lives through the gospel of Christ. The Bible says that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to all who believed. And I am a living witness of what the gospel can do in a person's life who believes it. My life has totally been transformed since the age of 23 by the power of the gospel. From a sinner, the gospel made me a saint, like it made you. From one who was unrighteous to being the righteousness of God. From one who was poor and broke and bankrupt to one who is richly provided for. To one who was always sick, even at the age of 23, I don't recall a week that has not gone by that I was not sick with some kind of illness. The power of the gospel translated me from being sick into walking in health and healing. And I praise God for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, this prayer of sons and daughters that I mentioned to you has already been answered and is being answered even as we continue to believe and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. So in closing, I want to pray this prayer with you. And I want you to join your agreement with mine, a simple prayer, a short prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to identify and discern these passionate desires and dreams you place in our hearts by your Spirit and teach us how to use the prayer of faith in order to bring them to pass from the spiritual realm into this natural realm. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.